You're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV show podcast. In this episode, we are talking about the Lena Luther parts, the Supercorp <laughs> parts, the Bezimate <laughs> parts. What? <laughs> I'm just laughing inappropriately. Go ahead. <laughs> because I say parts and I shouldn't. I don't know why I keep doing it. I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> We're talking about Supergirl. Episode 221, Resist. And more specifically, we are talking about Lena Luther's role in <laughs> in that episode. We can talk about parts. <laughs> <laughs> what parts would you like to talk about, Stephanie? Oh, goodness, Chris. Okay. So I feel like as a super corp, a, a Bezzy mates, a super Luther, I really think we should have gone with super Luther, guys, as a shipper of those two. I feel like there was so much to love and so much to ignore about this episode. Speaking of love though, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw in here they were throwing around the word love an awful lot in this episode. I feel like it's official Kara loves Lena because it Kara is explicitly it, stated. Yes. By both Kara herself and other people talking about how Kara loves Lena. So I feel like it's official they are in love. Yes, those two things are completely equal. <laughs> But yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. They are in love. They're clearly in love. Because <sighs> Kara, she put aside her differences with her girlfriend's horrible, horrible mother and worked with her to go rescue the love of her life, Lena Luther. Mm -hmm. I was also pleased that Kara was sticking up for her girlfriend when Lillian first appeared. Yes, and also Lena was sticking up for her girlfriend when facing off with Rhea. Mm-hmm. And then later when Lillian tried to ditch Kara back on the ship. Yep. So there was just girlfriends sticking up for girlfriends. It was amazing. And I just I, I am so pleased that it's official that Kara loves Lena. Soon I'm hoping I'm hoping Lena will will say it back to her. There's still one one more episode in the season, Chris. I feel like it's gonna happen. It very well might. I just kind of don't even know anymore. I mean, it's pretty evident, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an opening. There's an opening now. I said opening. There's an opening now for <laughs> for Lita to say to Kara, you know, that that model guy said that you love me, and I just want to. I just want to say I love you too. So it could happen. There's it could. It's feasible. It also occurs to me that uh, when Monel said that to Lena, Lena said likewise, and I'm like, you know what? I bet she means that love is mutual. See, the way I thought she meant it was it was it was good to see Lena having some confidence in herself. Is she meant likewise? I understand what she loves about me too. That also works. <laughs> Those are the only two acceptable interpretations of that line. Because clearly, Lena was so completely unimpressed by Monel, which was probably my favorite part of the episode, was just how done Lena was with the entire affair on the ship. <laughs> she's she's just so over the Daxamites, and I'm like, you know what, Lena? Me too. So are Same. we. <laughs> <laughs> because she just, I, I think probably the best scene was was her calmly walking toward the gun and shooting that guy while Monel was ineptly trying to fight him. Like, I mean, okay, good effort, dude, but ugh, Lena just had it under control so much better. I was very nearly giggling as there's there's a struggle going on, and in the background you just see this 
this just sort of calm <laughs> strolling by <laughs> in the background. It was great. It was amazing. It was amazing. She also clearly does not want to sleep with him, <laughs> which I am glad that they made that clear. Yeah. And yeah. uh thought well, why he was would she want dim. to? <laughs> I know. And 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 she also clearly thought he was pretty dim when she was trying to, you know, get him to break the little glass on the lock for her. I mean, she just so clearly was unimpressed with the guy. So I bringing it back and around, that is the only two possible interpretations of her saying likewise to him. Yep. Shall we talk about the clothes? I feel like I'm going to have a popular, an unpopular opinion. This is going to be like Orphan Black 203 and Delphine's outfit all over again, Chris. I can feel it in my bones. Did you just say you were going to have a popular, unpopular opinion? Well, <laughs> I realized I said popular. I paused and said unpopular so that maybe you could edit it out later. Or I could edit it out later. Whoever is editing this episode. <laughs> but I like the idea of a popular, unpopular opinion. <laughs> Fine, leave it in. <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to have an unpopular opinion here, Chris. How about you? Uh, what about me? Do you feel like you're Do gonna- I also feel like you're going to have an un- unpopular opinion? <laughs> yes, yes. Is that what your impression is? <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> so I did not like the red dress really at all. I was so like... I was just like, Rhea, you monster, how dare you take her out of that gorgeous, sexy lace black dress she was wearing in the beginning and put her in a businesswoman suit from the 80s. The space 80s. (laughs) The space 80s. (laughs) I am not a fan of Daxamite fashion, clearly. (laughs) I feel like the Daxamites have maybe spent a little too much time watching Flash Gordon. (laughs) Well, maybe they just got it recently. They were kind of far away from Earth. Look it up, youngsters. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> then you'll see. You'll understand. But I, I saw all of the excitement about the red dress online after the promo from last week. Here's and the thing. I- the excitement wasn't about the dress. It was about the cleavage. Uh, it was about the parts is what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, the cleavagey parts. <laughs> Here's the thing about the red dress. I feel like even though it's... It's just a weird dress. I mean, it's got like a tiny cape on it. It's weird. <laughs> Daxamites love tiny capes. <laughs> they kind of do. But I feel like she was making it work. Oh, she d- absolutely. Like, like as much as it could. <laughs> and I feel like without the tiny cape, that would have been a perfectly acceptable dress. <laughs> it was the tiny cape that did it in though for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, the black dress was good. Oh, the black dress was so good. (laughs) There was no tiny cape on the black dress. (laughs) No, I'm imagining like Daxamites putting tiny capes on like all of their pets for some reason, like little buddies (laughs) hopping around with tiny capes. You know, I like that outfit, but it needs a little something. You know what it needs? A tiny cape. (laughs) Tiny capes for all. We should probably add, although people have probably figured it out by now, we're recording this sort of at the end of our day. (laughs) And apparently it's made us a little hysterical. (laughs) As long as I get my tiny cape, I'll be good. (laughs) I'm going to make you a tiny cape now. Yes. (laughs) 
about the capes i i think what we're saying is could because the uh the kryptonians wear them better right chris <laughs> it's true the kryptonians do wear their capes better i am laughing because this is the thing i said to stephanie yesterday <laughs> it's, it's, those are legitimate those are real cape stacks of mites <laughs> i forgot what your word was <laughs> i almost said dex dextonians <laughs> dextonians <laughs> Rain it in, Stephanie. Rain it in. Okay. Those, okay. those are the people who live on Daxton. <laughs> Is that a tiny capeless world in between Krypton and Daxton? Yeah, no capes on Daxton. <laughs> the rest of the what universe looks down upon them for their lack of capes. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you you would never make it make it on Daxum <gasps> <laughs> or Krypton. You would be shunned for your hatred of capes. <laughs> I just want a legitimate log cape. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> the Kryptonites. I did it again. The Kryptonians. <laughs> Kryptonians would accept me. <laughs> oh. uh. But I feel like I have a lot to learn from Supergirl, because isn't this what it's about? It's about confronting our differences and learning to accept other people's tiny <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, back to Lita. Oh. So when she was wearing the the fabulous black dress without the tidy cape. Oh, so here's the thing, though, about the black dress. Oh, yes. Go ahead. <coughs> <laughs> did Rhea hey. change Lena's Ow. clothes while she was unconscious? Because it sounded like she did. Yes. And how creepy was that opening scene? It's so creepy. But but that thing, it, I know it's a like a trope. In fiction, mm-hmm. to have the person wake up in clothes they weren't wearing before, it always creeps me out every single time. I hate it. Because it's creepy. And then they, why? I don't understand why the whole thing was staged like that either, where she was in bed by herself, and then Rhea comes and brushes her hair off of her forehead. Like, I, I'm I'm just really hoping that that'll be good fodder for gift makers, and they can like put Kara next to her into the bed and <laughs> save that scene for me, because otherwise it was it was real creepy. I have expected Lena to wake up and be like, "Hang on, you're not my girlfriend." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though there was, I noticed a bunch of people commenting, like, "Is this some sort of ode to her role on Merlin?" Because yeah, if you if you haven't watched Merlin, there are like a lot of shots of Katie McGrath waking up. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but the show is kind of obsessed with it. She wakes up from, you know, ostensibly from like nightmares a lot. But there's there's one episode I watched. I think there were three scenes with Katie McGrath and and basically all of them were her waking up from nightmare visions. And she so, did have her hair styled in a Morgana-esque way, it seemed. Perhaps. Hmm. So it could be a She did look really good. Merlin. Yes, yes, she did. With and the I feel slightly like it, tousled hair. Yes, 
And I feel really terrible because I also thought she looked gorgeous when she was doing that I have so much pain, but I'm keeping it all inside kind of crying thing that she does when Rhea was threatening the tiny babies down on Earth. Like, I I, I thought she looked so pretty, but then I felt like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lives of tiny children are being threatened and, and you're like lusting after her. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, I know. It's just like your pain is so attractive to me. Oh, I'm a t- terrible person. <laughs> you know, she's very attractive. Yeah, she really is. But it just like it bring, bring, out, bring out the green in her eyes. She just looks so good. <laughs> she looks so good. The the watery quality of her eyes really brings out <laughs> brings out the color in them. Yes. <laughs> Which is terrible, but it's kind of true also. <laughs> I know. I know. Also, she's just really good at that that expression. It feels like she takes roles where it's like, do I get to do this expression a lot? Yes. Okay. I'm there. I'm in. It's kind of like haunted, pained, almost crying thing. She's very good at it. She must just do it in the audition and, and they just automatically hire her. Mm. Like, yes. <laughs> you look great doing that. <laughs> Be on our show. <laughs> I, I feel like we also need to mention in regards to Kara, I was super pleased to hear how Kara compared- You were super pleased? Yes. I say this at least once an episode, not intentionally. It just, I say super using it as an adjective a lot, Chris. Come on. So I know you do. You and I both do it a lot, sort we of do. like independent of the show. I feel like people should know it's it's not as being cutesy. It's just kind of a thing we say a lot. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We're not trying to be that clever. We're not that clever. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Chris is like, yourself. speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was heartened to hear that Kara compared Maggie to Lena. Like that was the equation that she gave Alex. Like, what if Maggie was up there? Was her example? And I was like. <laughs> See, <laughs> there is another Sanvers Supercorp parallel going on. Because I legitimately, in that moment, forgot that Monel was on that ship because I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have lived in that moment with you. <laughs> I remembered about two seconds later, but I was so excited at that time <laughs> when I forgot he existed, at least on the ship. <laughs> but speaking of Monel. Which I'm sorry that we're doing so much in this episode. I was going to say, do we have to? But, well, but because here's my question. This is a Lena-related question. Okay. She clearly seems to know that Mike, the guy who's dating Kara, is Monel, the alien dude who led to her, you know, who she almost got forced to marry, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He wasn't wearing his glasses, Stephanie. <laughs> but no, like, clearly, she seemed to know that that was the same guy. Because Yeah, I know. So- if we're supposed to believe that she knows that Mikey was Monel, how in the heck are we supposed to believe that she doesn't know Kara equals Supergirl? I because they know. but they were hinting really hard with that conversation between Lillian and Kara that there could be a reveal coming and that Lena might be upset. Right. But I just feel like how could she not know, especially if she knows Mike is Monel? I know, and I mean having spent a not insignificant amount of time with both Kara and Supergirl, like it seems like she should know. Yeah. But they could be doing a fake out, too. It could be, like, building up to this thing where Kara's afraid that it's going to be, like, a big deal and maybe cause some fallout or something. And Lena's just like, what, did you not think that I knew? (laughs) Right. 
the show will follow the majority of the fanfic that I read, <laughs> where Leda's just like, of course I do. Did you think I didn't know? Oh, that's kind of awkward, because I, I did know. And okay. <laughs> I don't know. That just was super confusing to me. I did it again. That was very confusing to me, the fact that she seemed to know Mike equals Monel, but there hasn't been a clear indication that she knows Kara Supergirl. Again, she's supposed to be a genius and granted Maggie is a detective, but still Maggie's like, come on, she's clearly Supergirl. And like you pointed out, Mike, Monel, same disguise as Kara slash Supergirl. So it's not exactly like she couldn't figure it out for To be fair, Monel doesn't even do anything with his hair though. Yeah. Kara at least tames down the fabulousness of her hair. When she's being well, it's Kara like Danvers. elaborate updos as Kara and cascading curls as Supergirl. So tiny capes aside, though I gotta <laughs> say now, now the tiny capes are doing something for me personally, just in a completely different context. I, I thought this was a, a, a pretty good episode for for our favorite two gals on this show. Well, I shouldn't say our favorite two gals because Alex is pretty awesome too, and, and Maggie. But for for Kara and Lena. This was I thought this was a pretty good episode with all all the love talk. <laughs> it was. And Kat has re-entered the picture, so So I think that Kat will like Lena, think that Monel is a doofus, and steer Kara toward Lena. That is that is clearly what's gonna happen. I mean, it seems as likely as anything. <sighs> Save us, Kat. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode, about Kara, about Lena, about Kara and Lena. About your ideal cape. Send any of those thoughts that you would like to share with us to us in a variety of ways. You can send us an email, feedback at askgenretv.com. Send us voice messages. We love getting those. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can also record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can find us on Twitter at askgenretv. Analysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about shows like Lost Girl and Orphan Black and Killjoys and some other awesome stuff over at AskGenreTV.com. Thanks for listening. Ooh.